going on, guys? Roman the Roamer here. Welcome to my podcast. I am a full-time Amazon seller. I'm a nomad. You could call me a nomad. I lived in my car for three months traveling the country. And yeah, so this podcast is going to be about selling on Amazon. And it's going to be about traveling and bringing on different guests who are interesting to me. Sometimes we might have an oddball guest who just is super interesting to me for whatever reason. And I'll ask them questions. So if you guys are interested in getting some golden nuggets, interesting conversation, learning cool new things, learning how to build your business, this is a podcast for you. Make sure to subscribe. If you guys didn't know, I have a service called restrictedinventory.com. This is a service for Amazon sellers where we sell your restricted inventory, whether that's popular textbooks, CDs, DVDs, at a 50-50 split net profits. All you have to do is go to restrictedinventory.com, fill out the form. We'll get you a label, put all your items in a box, get us a weight, and we'll start making money together. So without further ado, let's get into this podcast, guys. Look, grind hard, well done, sir, and welcome to the freaking well show. I'm here with Alex Sage. I met him about a month ago at an Amazon conference, and he sells internationally. He's selling supplements. He's crushing it right now because everybody's freaking out buying health products. Um, you sell any toilet paper, man? No, no, not that one. <laughs> All right. But the, the good thing I got next next door, there's people selling, wholesaling the toilet paper. So I was be able to stack my, my house with it because it was crazy. <laughs> I had a stack everywhere. How much did you stock up on? No, I just bought two big boxes that they sell. Dude, it, it's crazy. How did you get a wholesale price? Yeah, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, that's like the last thing I would think of buying going to the grocery store. But I feel like it's one of those things where like someone was like, "Oh, I'm gonna stock up on this," and then everybody saw him stocking up, and they're like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna do it too." And then everyone was like, "Oh wait, it's all about to be out." So people just started freaking out for no reason. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know. I, I I wouldn't think neither. But toilet paper, not even in like when it's a hurricane or something. Everybody buys water and other stuff. But milk, milk's have. always something they buy here in America. Yeah, for some reason. You, you're from All Russia right. originally, right? Um, yes, I'm from Latvia. It's a small country that used to be part of the Russian Union, okay. uh, but now it's part of the European Union. It's a small country. It's not even like two million people of population so it's a very small country uh, i came here to miami when i was 17 so i was basically born and raised there and i do not speak lithuanian they have two languages mm. so i only speak russian that's why when people ask me where i'm from i say russia uh, but w when they start asking in details like not, it's not exactly russian it's lithuanian there's not a lot of people even don't know about this country because it's, it's so small so do you think you coming from another country, is that part of the reason why you sell in multiple marketplaces? Does it have anything to do with it? Or were you just presented some type of opportunity where you were like, oh, this makes sense? Because you're the first Amazon seller I've met and I'm pretty connected with the reselling space, buying shit, flipping it, reselling it. Uh, but you're the first Amazon seller I've met who's going this hard internationally. Mm, it's not because of that. I was... Well, my language skills, I would say, help me with that because I do speak Spanish yeah. very frequently. I speak English and I speak Russian. So it's basically those three continents that I can tackle into. But uh, but it's 
it's not the main reason, you know, but yeah, the language was Spanish. We start traveling to South America. We start traveling to Colombia. That was our first country that we basically start selling into. And um, when you say we, who, we, because I have, I have two business partners okay. and uh, look, give me, I can give you a brief story how everything starts. So okay. I, I always, was very curious about the business and entrepreneur. So I opened my first business when I was like, I believe like 20 and wasn't successful at all. It was a nice name called Expo Miami, but I never had a chance to export anything. So it's just, I guess, waste of the good name. <laughs> after that, I was keep studying. I graduated from FIU and, and Miami Day graduate. Um, my major was finance and real estate and uh, two of my friends, one of them from college, the other one was, was his friends. Uh, we decided to open a website to sell uh, nutraceuticals and supplements. Are those so like, the, uh, nutraceuticals uh, is like a smarter. <laughs> no, it's no. like a high, high quality vitamins, you know, it's uh, like is it not like, is it something different than that? Similar to that, similar it, to it, that. That begins with that. Those are like nutra, nutra nutraceuticals, nutraceuticals, okay. nutraceuticals. I just started taking Alpha Brain. I've got to take mine today. So we start with the website. It was very successful, but we decide to diversify. You know, um, I think one of the and still today one of my biggest successes is because I diversify as much as I can. Sometimes the upsell is not as much, but when everything goes down, like this is the good example uh, yeah. with the, with yeah. the coronavirus, Perfect when time. everything goes down like that and you have diversified, you're not crushing yourself, your whole business, you know? Yeah. That's why I have multiple streams, multiple marketplaces, multiple categories. So we decided to diversify into marketplace, Amazon. That was the one that we start with. And um, we did about for six months, eight months. It was like crazy. Our sales were doubling, tripling. And what is this, uh, this is you're selling at the time? At the time, nutraceuticals. Okay, nutraceuticals. Those yeah. yeah. But we got our account suspended for the first time with, with Amazon, um, unfortunately. So how we didn't know how. Huh? How long ago was it? Suspended? It was like six, seven years ago. Yeah. Okay. Six, and this is like, six and a half. Yeah. How, how, how long have you been selling on Amazon? It was like first year or two or. Yeah. It was the first year. It was our first year. Like, was it like a pretty big deal that you got shut down? It was yeah. because at yeah. that time when we got shut down, we were ready because we were selling increasingly so much. It was like 80% of our revenue. So our expenses and our operation ex operational expenses were based on that already, you know, and we got shut down like that. So this is things that we had our website. We decided let's let's start diversifying to eBay, Rakuten, Groupon, Walmart, Jet at that time, and uh, we you know start diversifying and we we will be able to get another Amazon account at that time, and uh, everything was flowing well. And we also decided to not only go. Um, diversify into domestic market. Let's also go internationally. That's why we got into. We were we were thinking about uh, Tabao, 
which is the Chinese uh, marketplace. Mm -hmm. But because of the language barrier, we didn't know anybody there, uh, which is different scenario as of right now. We already know a little bit more about the market. Uh, it was very hard for us at that time. So South America was closer. It was, uh, we were speaking Spanish well. So we started diversifying into Colombia and Mexico. We consider in Ecuador, uh, maybe even Argentina and, and Brazil in South in, in Macaulay, which is the biggest marketplace that South America have right now. Amazon getting into Mexico right now, but it's it's still not number one marketplace. Uh, Mercado Libre is. Okay, interesting. So that's that's basically the story. And now we are we have about like you mentioned, we have about fifteen different Amazon stores. Between all the stores that we have, I, I would say it's about twenty because we have Mercado Libre store. We're also in Linio, which is like. I don't know how to compare with uh, like eBay, I would say, but it's it's another marketplace in South America. So we are okay. new in Colombia and Mexico. Uh, we're in Mercado Libre and those two. Uh, we have here about 14 to 15 Amazon stores with the different categories. Just, just different, in America? Just in America. Wow. Because we have, because I have also different uh, business partners in, in each store. So, and it, and it's also have different, I would say categories because some of them supplements, some of the wholesale, some of the arbitrage, some of them, uh, private label. And I really, I know it's, it's a kind of not into Amazon policies, but, um, I really like to diversify. And yeah, if I'm doing yeah. private label, I don't like to mix it with the arbitrage because arbitrage right now, it's a bad model with all those IP claims it, or the other way around because I, I'm in a supplement category. I can get affected my, my home goods because of the ingredients ban or anything like that. You know, it's so many variables and I really like to have everything separate. That's why I have so many, so many different stores just to protect as far as liability, as far as Amazon policies. For, for those of you that are full-time Amazon sellers, I'm a full-time Amazon seller. My account got shut down about six months ago. Is, this, is it been that long? It was October. Um, so that's 10. Yeah. So yeah, you got it. You got into massive suspension where, yeah. Um, yeah, I got couple of accounts suspended at that time too. That so. was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And uh, that's why, hold on one second. Grind hard, well done, sir. And welcome to the free- With restrictedinventory.com, baby. That's, that's my <laughs> service. Um, you, you just said arbitrage is, in the space, it's, it's very difficult or it's very risky. You're likely to get your account shut down because there's so many IP claims. Uh, with restrictedinventory.com, I'm selling textbooks for people. We also sell CDs and DVDs, but I'm selling textbooks for people. And there's actually a law firm in uh, outside of Washington, D.C. that purchases from people. And they they just say, who knows if the books are fake or not, but they're, they're putting in IP claims left and right. So they're getting like everybody suspended on Amazon. And I'm not special. Like I don't have an account that's gonna always be ungated. My account mm. could get shut down. And what they do is when they shut your account down, they gate you. So they say, hey, look, you know, we we heard your book was fake and then they, they shut you down. So that's 
I started restrictiveandhoover.com because my account was originally ungated. And then I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get gated eventually because there's going to be, you know, there, like if, if all I'm selling is a product that people put IP claims in all day, like it's just a ticking time bomb. It's going to happen. Exactly. So what I did, and this is getting into the gray hat, black hat area. And that's why I was so intrigued when I met you. Um, we're starting to get multiple accounts. So now I'm partnering with other people in the reselling space. I'm like, oh, you're ungated too. Let me sell on your account and I'll give you 3% of gross sales. So if we sell $10,000 a month on one person's account, they'll make 300 bucks. So um, I'm, I'm going that route as well. Um, but I'm, I'm also going into different categories. And as comfortable as you're t uh, you are talking about this, feel free to you know not answer any of these questions so Amazon doesn't come and, and sue you. <laughs> but, um, when it comes to the different categories, what uh, how confident are you? Because I, I'll, I'll be open. I had two Amazon accounts when my account got shut down the first time, and they shut down both accounts okay. because they were both associated with the same name. Mm -hmm. So how confident I already went that through that. through that. So <laughs> okay. that your accounts are like it's gonna yeah, be they're not one gets shut down, the other boom, boom, boom. And as open uh, as you are to explaining how are you combating that? Um, so I have I have multiple accounts, but I also have multiple business uh, partners or account holders. It's completely legal to have business partners, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's 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 where I'm basically protecting. If I have the accounts on, all under my name, they're gonna when when one gonna get suspended, the other one gonna suspend it. Now it's it's a very complicated game, you know. Having so many accounts, it's it can get really tricky. I got, but I'm so my my, I would say my my scheme or, or I don't know how you can call that my my. The way I'm doing things, it's been very, very solid because because of the experience I have throughout the years. I know exactly how to open an account, what to do, so they never get related. In that massive suspension, I got it suspended. I got about four accounts suspended. Two of them were by mistake. One of them was accused because the account was related. So imagine they're accusing me of that. <laughs> so I, I fought, I, I did good fight because it was, I, I did everything the way I was doing it. And I know there's no chance. So but it was by, was it just like a name? No, they name? just say, they, they sent me an email saying that the account was related to another account. That's why it was shut down. Mm. I know it's not, it cannot be because the way I'm doing things and I've been doing it for years already. Gotcha. So I, I back with the email saying, listen, Whatever your claims are, are not true. Please verify the information, blah, 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 blah. And my account got reinstated. That's one. The other account I got um, suspended first twice. Time, first, first time you appealed, it got reinstated? Yeah, yeah. Nice. And the other account I got suspended because by mistake, twice, within two months, back to back. And it was my private label uh, account. There was like, really clean account there's no ip claims anything and it was suspended twice one month then the next month i was i believe it was in october and then it wasn't in, in november twice suspended by mistake they didn't tell me why it was suspended and when they reinstated they didn't send me anything so that's how 
uh, crazy Amazon can get, you know? Yeah. And you can see all that because when you have multiple accounts, you know everything that's going on. So, and the other two accounts that I got suspended because of the IP claims and those had their reasons and I had, I'm had i still fighting them. I had one of them that I still wasn't be able to reinstate it. How, so, long, how long has it been? Uh, it's been since before? October, since okay. October. So yeah, that's massive wave of suspension that happened happened to many people, to many people. So yeah. So with you, so, it's probably a little bit easier logistically setting up these accounts because you have, is it mainly private label what you do or is it more wholesale? My, okay, I have many accounts of private label, but my main business is wholesale. My okay. main revenue, my main profit, it's wholesale. Yeah, that's my so main model. When you when you present this to other people to sell on their accounts, uh, do you require do you present it purely like in a business partnership? Do they put up like fifty percent for the inventory cost, or is it more like, hey man, let me sell on your account and I'll cut you X percent? How does that work? Um, well, I it depends if the account they already have the account or are you let's just say opening? they're I mean. What's the most common scenario for you? Is it like an Amazon seller already? And you're like, Hey, this could supplement your business. I usually go with the people that never had account before. Oh, so okay. that's, it's, it's easier. It's not that complicated. So what I do is I basically go to a person. I ask them if they want, you know, be partner of my, of the business and uh, to open Amazon account, I explain them what it's about, what product is going to be sold, and uh, and that's it. And I pay them a monthly payment for that. Gotcha. And so they're not they're not dealing with any of the logistics behind. No, oh, huh. no, no, they're not. Do you, do you have them set up as a business? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so yeah. you set them up as a business. Right have- now, right now, it's it's challenging to open. I don't know if you heard or. If you know anybody that trying to open the account right now, they go through this verification process that is very pain, painful. So what I do is if the person have their account, buy an account, I just go to settings. I switch, I, you know, the part that you can say, start selling now, you choose that and you do all the registration through the buying account. So that's already gives Amazon, a feel of a uh, verification already, you know, it's like verify account already and it's not uh, flag the account and gotcha. suspend it right away. So that, and that's, I found out that recently because I had, I opened a couple of new accounts and I had that issue with verification and you know, usually you just open the account, you go to zombies and you open the uh, company and that's it. You're not getting like utility bill and nothing like that. But now they're asking for that. So the way around now, it's it's the way I'm telling you, through the buying account. Gotcha. And so do they have the option to add themselves as a business? Uh, because what I know mean? most people have, like almost everybody has an Amazon account, buying account. Buying account, yes. Yeah, yeah. So when they go to set it up as a seller account, are you like get set up as a business first so you can provide that information for them? Or are you just like stay as a sole proprietor? No, I go as a as a sole proprietor first, 
And then in a few months, I changed uh, it to a tax ID number and all that. Gotcha. And then when they pay you, uh, do do they just write like a W-9, give you a W-9 or a 1099? And then who pays you? It goes to the to the bank account that I set up. It goes to my bank account. Remember, it's only a few months. In a few months, it's already changed to your company. So all the expenses, all the purchases, everything going to go but through the company. But don't the bank to be different too? Or want that set off Amazon's flag that it's a different... You have to create a case and be very gentle with it, you know, when you change the, the, the account number. But the account number initially when you set up, you put the account number. So you can put any account number you want. It doesn't have to be the person account number. You know what I mean? You can be a company account number. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but don't you have the same account number on multiple accounts? No, no, no. Different accounts number. <laughs> oh, so you Everything. Have you have tons of Every... bank? Yes. Just... <laughs> totally, <laughs> get, of course. You get, you get the $300 uh, open a new bank account promotion. You have to. <laughs> Everything, when you open a new bank, when you open a new Amazon account, Everything numeric that you can imagine, like credit card, phone number, account number, address, yeah. everything numeric, they have an algorithm that they can flag gotcha. it right away, you know? Gotcha. So you have okay. to be very careful with that. All right. That's enough for my personal questions. I'm sure that bores a lot of people talking about getting multiple accounts, but I, I, I really do. I, I, come up. <laughs> I think that's a main question. Each time the people hear that I have so many accounts, everybody's like, Oh, how you do it? Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you're that open about it. And, um, cause once I find a solution, which I think I have one in my head, basically what you just said, um, I'm going to share it with people. Cause I think it's, I think it's fucked up when Amazon just, you know, cuts cuts people off like that and it's not it's not like they're they're doing the right thing from their perspective because they value the customer so of course being that huge of a marketplace you have to cut off the bad apples if if and you you have to come up with some type of algorithm to determine what the bad apples are because there's going to be people coming in the market selling counterfeits there's going to be people coming in selling weird oh, shit selling fake shit so they have like I don't blame them for it but at the same time, like if if we know that we're legit sellers, which we are, Amazon, like ethically, like Amazon, at the end of the day, they'd probably like agree with what we're doing. That's my theory. Like if we sat down and we talked to Bezos, Let's like, look, we're not doing anything wrong. We're just protecting our own income. We want to stay in business and we don't want to have to where you guys shut us down. Exactly. And, and like, I'm sure like if me and Bezos had that talk, he'd be like, hundred percent go for it, but that's not going to change the algorithms they have. They still have to put those algorithms in place to look out for the people. Cause there are a bunch of bullshit people that log in, you know, they make an Amazon account. They sell a bunch of fake textbooks. They get their account shut down. Boom. They set up another account. And mm -hmm. years ago, they probably used the same address. Amazon added that to the algorithm. If it's the same address twice, you know, same bank account twice, like go ahead and suspend them automatically. So it's smart on their end. But I mean, like, it's a game. You just need to, you need to adjust. In my opinion, you need to adjust to whatever is going on. You know, if Amazon is very strict uh, and they can suspend, imagine me having, you can imagine the operation I have with so many accounts. If I only have one account selling all the products that I sell, 
and and I got shut down. You know how many people I have to fire? How many? I mean, everything's gonna crumble. And uh, you have to do what you have to do for your business. So if this is the model that you need to implement, and you need to have a backup plan because if you don't have a backup plan, then it's it's all your fault. Nobody exactly. gonna. I mean, nobody gonna come to you and say, oh, poor guy. Let me give you a million dollars so you can fix this. Yeah. You need to have everything in place just for plan A, B, and C. And that's why I'm very big on, on, on diversifying into marketplaces, into categories, into... I know sometimes it's overwhelming. And believe believe me, I do feel sometimes overwhelmed. But when, when things happen, like this is an example right now with the coronavirus, I'm, gl- I'm so glad that I have supplement business and yeah. everything. Because my international business right now is bad because of the currency volatility. So my margins just got shrinked to negative. Gotcha. Even though the prices didn't actually change? The pr- I had to increase the prices. But my dollar value in my bank, gotcha. because of the currency volatility, just got dropped. You know, So that's another challenge that I have to face. Logistically. But, I, but, but at the same time here, right now, my sales crashed i broke the records of of one day sale you know or the month probably gonna break the record the month is still we still have five days but i'm gonna probably break the record of of my sales in one month so, so, so you're, you're fba here in america correct i do fba here and i do fbm fba ebay i do multiple channels so do you have like a, a warehouse then here in america yeah i do of course I do. I have. I used to have bigger warehouse, but because I have a warehouse in Colombia now and I have a warehouse in in Mexico as well, I downside. So I do have a warehouse here, very limited. And if I need more space, I just rent a freight forward or something like that. How big is the warehouse? It's about three thousand square feet. Okay. It's not big. It's not big, but I have. I had a three times of that because of all the inventory I have uh, coming in and coming out. Again, I mostly do FBA, so yeah. all my inventory is in FBA, but I do have capability of doing FBM, which is right now I'm doing it right now because of, of the shipments products that you cannot ship that are not essential. So, and I also do eBay. Right now, eBay, it's unbelievably I'm increasing my sales by 100%. Just like, like there, recently, like very recently, yeah, like weeks. Yeah. Okay, yeah, interesting. I yeah, I guess it's just because the marketplaces are being flooded right now. Mm-hmm. Amazon be, being limited, it helps other marketplaces to to strive. I guess. Right. I saw someone on eBay selling Germex with a baseball card next to it, and they were selling it for like forty six bucks. And there's, I think, what's the term? Price gouging. You can't like, you can't make the price of like uh germex go up too high is that what it's called yeah the gouging the price gouging is is very big i was i was very cautious with that because my products i i'm selling products that a lot of amazon's amazon is in the listing amazon run out of inventory so imagine mm-hmm. how much sales like i got almost 100 percent of the buy box and uh, i it was a very tentative to increase the prices because you 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 start running out of the inventory. It's like, okay, 
and it's hard to get more inventory right now as well you know but i i just increased 10 percent, and i didn't get a, a greedy and increase more you know i just left it like so for, for these wholesale products because that's wholesale right when amazon's yeah. on it uh for these yeah. wholesale products how many people are generally on the listing in my in the products that i sell are very i got lucky i guess i get into the categories that are very um or the brands that are very limited right now so i'm between the gnc vitamin shop amazon itself so four three five sellers you know when you say so limited uh just people are gated in yeah, those categories can, okay yeah they cannot um, sell the not not the category itself the brand itself because yeah they can yeah but the category it's a supplement it's a health and personal care so it is gated you can but you can get into but those products you're just not allowed to request to, to be able to sell it doesn't it doesn't even give you the option no. that's how popular textbooks are that's why restrictedinventory.com blew up because people needed an outlet for it people were already going out finding books and they found like a $90 textbook that they couldn't make money on. So mm. might as well just send it to me, split it 50, 50. That's, that's how that works. Um, when it comes to Colombia, Mexico, how, how many countries are there total? Well, Colombia, Mexico, those are uh, main countries that we are in on the I mean, we have warehouses, we have people, sell personnel, uh, the whole team there in Mexico and in Colombia. We do sell into other markets as well. We planning to get into Ecuador as as a distributor as well. It's not it's not a, it's not a hundred percent sure, but it's being negotiated. Right so logist logistically, is there FBA down there? So in Colombia, there is not because so we had to have our own warehouse uh, and our own people to pick and pack and send the the, the, the orders but that's going to change next month it, it got delayed but it's going to change next month they're going to have mercado libre going to have a fulfillment center there in mexico they already have fulfillment centers so i basically my main work is to import the products receive in our in our warehouse and send it to a um, they call full merchant so it's basically fulfilled by mercado libre and Amazon, same thing in Mexico. You just send the products over there. This. this seems like such a logistical nightmare dealing with all those employees from different countries. How, how many business partners are involved with, with this whole operation? Okay. Like big, two, big, I, people actually contributing to the business, not not someone you're just selling on their account. Like people actually- Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So here in States, here in States have two business partners. Okay. Okay. In Mexico, I have one of the business partners that I have here, me, and the other guy that is in Mexico, the Mexican guy. Okay, we need to have somebody from there, you know, that knows the laws, that know everything in and out of Mexico. You need to know when you do business in those countries, you need to have somebody that is from that country. You know, gotcha. it's, I mean, you can have the other way, but based on experience, you it's it's better to have somebody that is you know 24 7 there because i don't want to live in mexico or in colombia i i, I love miami <laughs> i rather live here but i but i need somebody there all the time 
In Colombia, we have, it's me and the other business partner that I have here and two other guys that are Colombian that we have, um, the partners in Colombia. So in Colombia, basically we have four and in, in Mexico we have three. And here in state, I have one business partners with few Amazon stores and the other business partner with the other few Amazon stores. The actual partners, like you say, the one that contribute, the one that uh, do work and, and and a good time and a bad time are there. <laughs> how do you how do you choose these partners? How do you make sure that you're choosing someone who's honest, ethical? They're not going to screw you over. And they're well, going to they're gonna put their you know fair share in. That's that's a very complicated topic. You know, it's it's not easy to find somebody. Uh, those two partners that I told you. Um, I had them, um, how can I explain that? We were all together. It was three of us, you know, we had to split because they want to split. So I stay with one and I stay with the other one, but they didn't want to do business mm -hmm. together. So they split. So that's why I have two. I, so we all ethical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know. We just had to. They both want to do business with me, but they don't want to do business with each other. So we had to yeah. take that decision. So, and in Colombia, we choose, we were selling in Colombia before, but from here, from Miami to basically clients in Colombia, we didn't have anything there or any, any operation itself. So we partnered up with the biggest distributor there. So we joined forces together. That's how we choose basically the partner over there. It doesn't in, matter. in Mexico? In Colombia. In Colombia, okay. Yeah. In Mexico, it's a, it was a similar um, similar way. We partnered up with the, our client that was basically it, it, buying from us. Distributor that's wholesale? Yeah. Okay. So because in Colombia, not, we now only sell online. We also, as we are official distributor of the brand okay so how did you without getting into too much detail how did you uh provide value to that distributor why wouldn't he just sell himself because we had the brands the top the top sellers and we also have the knowledge of all so you sales. imported a lot as well what do you mean of products because you said he was a distributor so he's he was distributor. He was he was distributor, but he didn't have a connection directly with the brands. We brought to the table the biggest brand and supplement okay. industry. Okay, gotcha. So this is one, and the second we were also online sellers. They didn't know anything about online selling, so we the one who implemented the Macau Libre part. Mm. So they didn't even they didn't sell on Amazon. Macau wow. Libre in this case, Macau Libre. So a lot of countries are behind the curve when it comes to like Americans, uh, America selling online, amazon.com. There's probably a yeah, lot of opportunity I, just to like look at what we're doing and then go to their country and yes, yes. Yeah, I was, I was doing in Twitter of Amazon uh, group, I was doing the presentation on Mercado Libre. And one of my main uh, bullet point, I would say is is exactly what you're saying. South America is behind at least five to 10 years what's going on here. 
you know there is not even everybody have a bank account yet so not everybody using credit card so but it's already have online presence there is a marketplace which is Mercauli, the biggest right now that already have millions of users but now everybody is still using it if you bring your knowledge of online seller like amazon seller like you know how to optimize your listing you know what how to do the marketing you know you know how to do the logistic and all that everything that you have an experience here you bring over there you're gonna be a top seller we are our stores in Mercado Libre in Mexico and Colombia is the biggest in in the category. We are the biggest store in the, in that category. We sell the most, and that was done in, in you know in few years when there was people selling years and years like I don't know five six seven years or even more, and they would not be able to do it. We did it in in one year. We were we were already the top seller. And we have a direct communication. That's the other good thing that you have in those countries, you have a direct communication with the main category guy, you know, like with the Mercado Libre, whoever is in charge in the category, you have a main, you have direct contact. I have uh, a WhatsApp and I talk to him, listen, let's put a special for this product. I want to really do the push and they do it for you. I wish we had this here in, in, in wait, 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 with wait, Amazon. Wait, wait. You have direct contact like the Amazon rep or the Mercado Libre. Okay. Remember Mercado Libre, when you go MercadoLibre.com, it's like Amazon.com. It's just South America marketplace. Okay. So I have a direct contact with the main guy who's in charge of the supplement category there. With in Mexico and Colombia. Does he live down there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. So it's it's hard to contact so, yeah. people here in America. Here it's impossible. Try to I try to contact seller support right now. Okay. <laughs> Do you know who Amazon lit? I mean, there is a if you are if you are really a big seller, there is a way. Yeah. But if you're not a and the thing is, you can be a big seller. In my case, you can be a big seller in one account. But if you have issue with the smaller account. Right. It's no way that you can help. Yeah. You know. So. <laughs> Tell them, yeah, Fifteen other accounts. Add all these together. You can see how much I'm selling. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know who Amazon Lit is? Have you heard of yes, them? Yes, I heard. They're on Instagram. Yes. I, I interviewed them a while back, and they said that they had a personal rep for Amazon. So they had someone that they could just call anytime. And I know some really big booksellers, and I've never met anybody who even like half price books, huge company here in America, they sell used books. They got their account shut down for two months, nothing. All they had is one account. They got it shut down. They, they, they pick up the phone, they call Amazon support. They're getting someone across the, the ocean. They're mm -hmm. not even getting, you know, an American rep and they were doing millions. Uh, it's, it's just kind of insane. But I think the reason why Amazon's uh, working with Amazon lit is I think what they bring to the table is they're introducing new categories or not new categories, but um, new brands, products they've established. They've done the work. They've provided the value to Amazon by really working out the details with the distributor 
and then bringing it to Amazon. And Amazon's like, oh shit, we don't even have that relationship with the distributor, but you do, and you're bringing in massive amounts and uh, the marketplace loves it. We're just going to work with you, you know, because we're getting 15% of your sales either way. Mm. I think that's kind of how it works out. But they don't really want to work with people when it's just like, when they don't really provide value in the sense of introducing like a new brand. Like having massive sales is great, but providing, like having massive sales and introducing new brands to Amazon and like really hashing out the details with like the distributor, you're providing even more value than just a reseller is because you're, you're, you're basically like, in a way you're working for Amazon. You can frame it that way. You know what I mean? No, we have, I have a, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have a direct contact in Amazon in Mexico because yeah, it, like it, it's like these smaller countries. They need to, they need to treat the yeah. sellers better because, because they, they, I, I, I'm, I'm, I just bring it big brands to the table, like you just mentioned. And uh, I'm the one who is selling directly to Amazon and selling as a, as a, as a seller as well in Amazon, Mexico. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And I do have direct contact to Amazon. Yeah, yeah. As a vendor. You're selling to Amazon, like Amazon. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have a, I have, I have a vendor account in Mexico. Nice. So I sell it directly to Amazon. Can you do that here in America? Yes, of course. But wait, wait, I'm confused. So you're, when you say you have a vendor account, what does that mean? You basically can, it's, it's, it's not, it's almost impossible to get a vendor account here in state because it's been almost, um, I don't know, only by invitation. And I heard it's night. Like yeah. And, um, and yeah, you basically, it's a vendor account you you have products that you want to sell directly to amazon and they sell and you submit the po and they there's you negotiate the terms of 90 days 30 days depends of 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 the negotiation of the po and they buy the products from you and they sell it nice. that's that's what i do in in mexico amazon mexico and i have a direct contact of the vendor central um who is in charge in this category I have for the seller center or vendor center, direct contact. Um, and like you said, once when they see that you can bring those big brands uh, to the table, they, of course, they're going to put you directly with the contact. But here it's already, I'm already late to the game, you know, for that here in, in state. Yeah. Man, dude, you have so much leverage by living here in Miami, learning what's going on here in America. And then you have yes. two other marketplaces, which are slowly growing, but they could potentially bring you way more money in the long run if you do it right. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And Amazon is going to all those countries. Right now, it's it's probably going to get delayed, but they were – they're already having the AWS in Colombia, so they're probably gonna start having fulfillment centers and be Amazon in Colombia as well. So I'm, I'm very looking forward to that. Cause that would alleviate a lot of just, how many employees do you have down there? You, you must be- In Colombia? Yeah. About 15. 
Yeah. So it, if they had Amazon fulfilled tomorrow, you'd be able to cut that down a little bit, right? You'd be able to just say, yes, because I merchant operation, you still have it, but you could say, Hey, look, like let's sell all this on prime. Let's cut it down to five, 10 people. I have Mercado Libre, which is also fulfilled by merchant right now, but it's, they're going, they're going to have their fulfillment centers. So that's going to cut probably a few people, two or three people. But remember, I have a distribution company as well. So I have a lot of orders coming in and I need to basically have people pick and pack and send it in, in bulk. It's like a wholesale business. You know, I am selling directly to a consumer through the marketplaces, but I also sell in bulk as a wholesaler to the retail stores and uh, any other. There's a lot of there's a lot of people who selling in social media in South America. So they have in their they're using like a marketplace and Facebook and, and Instagram. This is this is how they a lot of people buying like that over there okay. and selling. Which one's the hottest? Like is it because Facebook marketplace here? They, wait, they sell them on Instagram. Yeah, they have they they have a marketplace in Facebook, but they have the account on Instagram and and and, and Twitter basically driving to Facebook marketplace. Okay. So using the social media. Hustlers. Yeah. It's a, a lot of work. But it's a lot of accounts like that. You know, we have a lot of small clients that are buying okay. 10 units, 20 units, and they're selling like that. They don't have like a retail yeah, store, yeah. but they do have their social media accounts. So your guy down there handles all the logistics of shipping stuff out. Like you're not, you're not picking up the phone like, hey, like make sure you get this order in. That's all on that yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically we, our main job from our side is negotiating with the vendors and the import part and also dealing with Mercado Libre, which is the marketplace. This is our main role as a business partners, you know, then if any problems, you know, fixing the problems. So for someone like me, like primarily I'm a reseller right now, but I do like the idea of branching out to other countries. What would you recommend I do uh, as a first step? First step, just learn the marketplaces itself. It's very easy to open the account. You open your account with the email, you open um, Mercado Pau, which is like PayPal, and uh, and you're ready to list your first product. Now, in Colombia, it's harder because there's no fulfillment center. In Mexico, it's right. much easier because you just send through the border and they receive the product in the fulfillment center and you're all set and done. Your products in the fulfillment center, they're gonna ship directly to, to, the, to the consumer. Now, with the Colombia's little bit more complicated. The other advice, I will give everybody asking me why I'm saying that, but I am not recommending getting into supplement category, not because I'm, I don't want a competition or anything like that. It's because it is really complicated as far as the permits. It's like, because Colombia and Mexico have, in Colombia there's a Inbima, and uh, in Mexico there's a Cofepris. And those permits, it's gonna cost a lot of money and long time. It took us about eight months to get 
permits in Colombia with the contacts, with the people that are there, that know people. And it was very hard and very expensive. What is it here in America? What, what, what do you mean? Of, do you, what kind of permit do you have to get? Same no way? permits. No permits. Oh. <laughs> would, would you recommend people in, in America getting the supplements or no? Uh, yeah, if they want to get into a, in, in to sell on Amazon and eBay, that's a great category. I'm saying to to cross the products, to import the products from from gotcha. United States to those countries. It's very and in Mexico, it's even I don't know if it's more complicated, but it's each time you import the your shipment, it's like you have to do all the permits and all the paperwork, and and it takes your products, your containers can hold in a border two months, three months. Dang. So that's, that can eat up your cash flow and, and that's, that's a complicated thing. And now with this currency volatility, it's even worse because if we were, our margins were 20, 25% and your currency dropped 35%, you're negative. Yeah. So I don't know. Man, you're playing in a whole other ballpark than me right now. It's like I don't have to consider things like that. Um, how old are you? How old I am? Yeah. 30, 34. Okay. If if I just took everything away from you right now, everything's gone. You don't have an Amazon account. All your business relationships torn to shreds. What would you do? You, you, you've seen – I mean you've sold private label. You've done wholesale. You've probably seen a little bit of reselling. Uh, you probably brushed shoulders with drop shippers. You've gone to college. What would your, with the knowledge you have now, and let's say, let's, let's frame it this way. Like you have the knowledge of the potential for the different marketplaces, but you don't actually have the knowledge of the mark of the um, type of wholesale of private label, but you know what it could bring. Which one would you dedicate the energy to learning? out of anything. But are you saying, first to say if everything is gonna take away from me and uh, I need to pick and choose. All you can remember, I, I like, I mess with your brain and all you can remember is the, the emotional feeling you had towards private label, towards wholesale, but you don't actually have the knowledge. So you don't have the knowledge, like let's say it took you five years to learn everything wholesale. Mm. You're starting from scratch. Okay. So, so what would, which one would you I, go with you? I know exactly what you're saying, and and I always give that advice in uh, when I do the classes in with Witcher of Amazon, and I do classes in Spanish. Carlos gave me this opportunity, and I basically uh, providing information, giving away information because one of the things that I always want to do that was missing in my life it's contribute, and uh, I was looking away how to how can i contribute and just donating the money it wasn't it wasn't fulfilling for me you know but that's how i met the the carlos group the witcher of amazon and now i i'm i'm able to basically teach people and give them advice and give their information so that's really fulfilling for me so back to your question um, i always tell people to start small arbitrage that will be my number one model to start i know it's right now it's a little bit risky with all these ip claims but it's a small investment 
and you understand the whole process of how to calculate the products, how to know if you can list the product, what is your profit, and how the whole shipment process works, you know? Once you nail that, then my next model will be wholesale, you know? I know the private label is a lot of people very big on private label, and it is the, the most sustainable and for the long run business, but I like, to see the money right away, you know, I like to flip money. And that's, that's, that's my, that's how I like to do the business. I like buy and sell, buy and sell. Private label is a more of a branding. You build, you, I mean, you do have private labels, don't get me wrong, but it's a, it's not exciting for me. You know, I love those deals that I buy in bulk and sell in bulk, you know, that's what I like. And that's, that's the wholesale model. So, my advice is to start small and that my the model that I start was wholesale and I hit so many I did so many mistakes and I so lose so many you started with wholesale you didn't start with with arbitrage no like I like I mentioned those was nutraceuticals and supplements that I still sell and I was doing wholesale and and I made a lot of mistakes that's why I got my account suspended in the beginning I lost a lot of money because some products I bought in bulk and and one of the sudden they got exclusive with Amazon and I got all my listing inactive. There was a lot of mistakes along the way that if I would just start small and gradually increase my, my and get into a wholesome model, I wouldn't make those mistakes and lost so much money. So how would you, how would you teach yourself? How would you educate yourself? What courses would you go through any courses? Cause if I, if I could start over, I would probably take a course cause I just did a lot of trial and error. I learned a lot of stuff, but I, I, I know that people like if you had your shit together and you really had your intention that I want to be an Amazon seller and you take a course that's worth a damn, you're going to save yourself so much time. A course is good, but actions, I think it's more important than, than just information. I know the courses, there's a lot of YouTube videos, there's a lot of, but one of the things that helped me a lot is the, the communities, you know, when you can basically ask questions. Yeah, it's instant, instant feedback. Yes, instant feedback and action. Community and action, because you can start doing things, you can have, you're gonna have a bunch of questions and you can, ask your people, you know, in the community. I think think Carlos actually gave this example. This is a good analogy to like learning Um, with retail arbitrage or just arbitrage in general. You can go out, you can buy something, you can flip it, you can fail really fast. But like you're saying with private label, it takes months to fail so that that instant feedback's not there. So it's going to take you longer to learn. And that's almost like an analogy for the community group that you were just talking about. When you, when you're trying to learn something new, if you present it to, you know, someone in the group, they're like, no, that's fucking stupid. Don't do that. Boom. Instantly you knew Exactly. versus if you would have taken that idea and you would have, you know, let's say you're in the private label realm, it could have taken you two months to figure out if it was a stupid idea. Exactly. So if, exactly. You, if you trust someone, and you know, it's, it's good to get in groups. You're lucky to be in a group. I'm not like really in a, I guess we do have a community, but I'm not like in a group where we all text each other all the time. Yeah. But- that's, that's, that's a really, when I start 
Sally and Amazon, I didn't have any group. I wish I would had them back, back in the day. Back in the day, there was not even a YouTube, or maybe there was some, but there was not a lot of YouTube channels or anybody talking a lot about how to sell on Amazon, you know? It was a little bit more outdated, I guess, so people were just still learning, not a lot of people teaching, you know? But to be able to be part of the community and uh, ask questions and, of course, doing it, uh, like you said, go to a store, buy the product, try to flip the product, understand how to, or do online. I, I, I still nowadays do arbitrage, online arbitrage. Mm. I have a VAs that send a list with the products. I have another VA who review, who purchases. And I used to do that on my own. I like to do it. You know, I like feel of buying products and selling products. That's, that's a really good feeling. You know, I really enjoy that. What, uh, what kind of products do you flip? Same, same products in different categories, toys, home goods as well. Uh, even supplements. There is some website that you can buy products at $22 and they sell at 49 on Amazon. So still doing that. Nice. We got a couple of questions coming in here, guys. If you got questions, go ahead and fire them away. Uh, we got eat, sleep, Amazon. She's saying, I like what he's saying. Diversify. She agrees with us. She says, I agree 100%. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, diversify. It's a, it's, for me, it was a really big win. Diversify, diversify, diversify. I know what you mean, though, about that flip, that, that feeling of just – it's addicting. And it's almost like – I feel like at some point when you start to scale, that addiction to the flip can actually hinder your progress because if you're just on eBay – flipping stuff. I mean, if you have a virtual assistant doing it, it's, it's different, but if you're spending your own time, like I got to the point in my business where it wasn't, my time wasn't best spent going and finding a product to flip, but my brain was still so addicted to it. I would want to go out and like just scan stuff because I knew when I found it, I'd be like, Oh, I knew, I, but I, I knew what I should have been doing is actually building my business, working on relationships. Uh, and yes and no, it depends on the, of, of what type of products I guess you buy or how you buy the products. My whole business, my engine, it consists of where can I buy? I know already where can I sell, but where can I buy the products cheap, the best cost possible to flip? This is the main engine of my business. Without that, everything crumbles, you know? This is the driven of, and it can be, it can be a private label, can be wholesale. It can be arbitrage. In anything, in any of that, I can but implement that. Th there's a difference between arbitrage and wholesale because with arbitrage, you're taking an item, you're flipping it once. Granted, if you find an item from a certain marketplace that consistently has that price, you can consistently flip it. But with wholesale, you're establishing a relationship with the wholesaler. And you're able to provide that value when you go to other countries because now you have relationships with brands. So you're taking it like a step deeper to where there's a little bit more involved, but there's also more value involved because of that. You see what I'm saying? So like a flip's not just a flip. And with private label, if you get a successful private label going, my dad's texting me over here. <laughs> if you get a successful private label going, yeah, it took a while to get rolling, but now you own that brand so like, that's probably the best thing, but it's going to take the most effort. But once you get it going, it's going, you know what I mean? 
private label it's a very surprising it's it's you think you can have a product and you nail the product and but it's not forever you have to keep innovating your products as well it's i'm, it's, I'm under the impression people, that once you get that brand going you sit back you, you smoke a cigar nah, it's going nah. Every you know while you, you click a button on your phone order more to the amazon center and sales roll in that's what i thought nah, it was no nah, no nah, not at all not at all i have multiple private label and you can have the product really good for a while and your product just can be not popular anymore it's not used anymore or there's a better product there's always going to be competitor who beats your product and it's much better than yours and and if one person got uh, was be able to make a better product there's going to be another one and another one and if you don't innovate that's it your whole brand or your product it's gone so it's a constant work as well in innovation and brand building you know and again it's not like you think you're just gonna have one product that is skyrocket you sell a thousand units in 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 10 days and it's gonna stay like that not at all at all you have to keep pushing it keep pushing it and keep building it more and more like you said value you need to, when when you have a brand you need to not only just sell the product you need to be you need to bring value you know, it's it's a, it's a whole branding itself. It's a lot of components. It's complicated. Again, private label for me is not just get a product that you can rank and it's all good. No, private label, it's a social media presence. It's a brilliant value of free samples, free um, content, um, more products, new products, um, and 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 of course marketplaces and distribution of site it's again if you really want to have a good brand you know yeah would you recommend like or do you see that really successful private label people have like their own websites you mentioned social media it's basically like yeah. it's making your own fucking product it is it's the whole thing it's just not again if you want to have a success for a long run if not, you're just a flipper again. You just buy and sell the product. You just make the product, you rank the product, it will sell, but then it's gonna go down. It's the whole, you need to build whole foundation. It's your website, social media presence, different products. And for you, you, you think that's too much Too much work? You're just like, fuck it, I'm, I'm just gonna flip wholesale. No, 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 no. I'm not, again, I'm doing that model as well. It's just, you need to people need to understand that it's 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 a work it's a lot of work and money that need to be dedicated. What are the benefits? Now, like like if everything goes well and if what's what's the point of putting all that effort in if you could just do the same thing with wholesale and flip something? Nobody can nobody can cut you off. Nobody can okay. say you cannot sell that product. It's your own brand. You are under. You are the control of. What if of I your buy brand? it from you? Get it shipped to my house, relisted on Amazon under your listing. Can I do that? Is that possible? Say it again. If I if I bought your own product from Amazon and got it uh, shipped to my house and I put it back on the listing, could I do that? Can I hop on your listing like that, or is it? Do you have exclusivity to the listing itself, to where nobody else is allowed? But I have account? a way. I have a way to 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 make it uh, restricted, which okay. is, I, I believe you probably know the, 
the labels that you put, those private labels, I forget the name of it, uh, transparency label, there you go. So you cannot jump to a listing if you don't have a transparency label. And if you are not authorized seller, you're not gonna have a transparency label. Gotcha. That's a way of. <laughs> Until restrictedinventory.com comes along. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I like the model. The, the private label model is good because like I said, you can build the brand. You can have, you can have the whole control of whatever is going on, the distribution, the online sales, the direct to consumer, everything. Now, wholesale, you can, might have a good relationship, you buy and sell, but tomorrow there's a new owner or there's any changes and they wanna cut you off gotcha. and you're gone. Or are, they wanna go exclusive with Amazon as well. And are the gone. skills pretty transferable? Like let's say you went into wholesale, are you gonna use a lot of those same skills in private label say it again i'm sorry if so you're going to use the same the, skills the, skill, the skills that you develop in wholesale uh, uh -huh. talking to the wholesalers i guess you're not really creating listings but you could right you could create a listing if you wanted to yes if it doesn't exist um are these skills that when you go to private label, you're like, oh, I already know how to do this. I know, I know how to do this. I don't know really how to brand, but I could learn that. Mm -hmm. Is it pretty transferable in that sense? Or is there just a whole new learning curve that people have to go through when they get to private label? It's a, it's a, it's a totally different game. So okay. There is some skills that you know, but you definitely need to know basics. Yeah, definitely need to know how to list the product, how to ship the product to Amazon if you want to do it. If you don't want to do a BM, you want to do a BA. There's a lot of things that you gonna already know or they're gonna have those skills, but there is another bunch of skills that you need to learn when you do the private label, you know, a lot more. The way I do most of the time when I do private label, because of my, because you need to understand you cannot be multi, expert you know and everything so i am an expert in online sales i know amazon from a to z you know so what i do is i partner up with the brands uh, private label. my private label is you have a really nice label you have a really nice social media presence let's partner up let's do joint i know how to do amazon sales i know how to do international sales those are my private label this is how I do the business, you know? So they do their part with social media, with the nice branding, the nice presence, nice labels, um, their own website. And I do my international sales in my, in my Amazon. And we basically partner up. Depends on the agreement, usually 50-50. So that's, those are my private labels. Uh, journeys i would say no this and is how, so I, how are you how are you pursuing these partners sometimes it, it basically by referrals uh sometimes it's just i'm approaching them depends the social media presence that's not easy it's something that someone has to cultivate so are you looking for that first like are you just looking through youtube instagram i don't know what platforms convert best on honestly i honestly the private label that i have were mostly referrals 
So somebody told me about this brand, they know the owner of the brand, and I partner up. Those, those are my most partnership like that. And they already had a really good presence on social media. They have, they have really good presence retail stores. You know, those are really good uh, deals. You know, because you basically, and that's 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 when it's becoming, I would say, easier to to establish the brand in the platform like Amazon. People, a lot of people, they just the private label. They just go with Amazon. That's it. You know, they rank the product. That's what it is. But again, it's not sustainable. You need to have the whole package. You need to have the whole, the whole, the everything, the whole brand. You know, yeah. If you only do Amazon again, it's not sustainable. It's gonna be another. There's gonna be another guy who have triple money than you are, and they're gonna rank that product, and they're gonna put you in the second page, and you're not gonna sell as much. Gotcha. But if you, but if you really wanna have a people that go and look the products, not only because you're in the first page, but because people. Your brand is everywhere, you know. It's it's a different story, and they're gonna go and gonna look up that brand on Amazon. That's one way to sell, or you rank also the product, so it helps one thing for the other. It's a whole combo, like I say. Yeah. I don't know how we end up talking about the private label, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it, probably just because it's it's so interesting to me, and again like the whole brand thing really stands out to me because i know if you have a brand you own the brand that's something that could really take off it's something like you said that you own uh nobody can just nobody can take that away from you overnight uh, as long as it's like a true brand like you have social media presence you have your own website versus i think the old way of private label was you just it was almost like more like wholesale. You found a hot product. There's only 10 sellers. They're all doing decent. You'd smack a label on it. You guys are usually all buying from the same wholesaler. You just put a different label on it. And then for a while you do well, but then 10 other guys come in and all the sales tank. That was the old way of doing it. Right. And some people still advocate that, but I think the right way to do it is in, the thing that's really interesting and it's like, it's, it's really like to, to go full circle with this and tie it back to like personal brand, even though we didn't really talk about that in this podcast, like having a brand period, whether it's a personal brand or a private label brand, or just like a, a brick and mortar, like having something with your name on it or your company's name on it that grows and markets itself, and even you could argue the relationships that you've built with the distributors, with uh, even like your business partners in other countries, like you're, you're like, you're creating a brand this whole time. Like you have a reputation, you, you have a reputation with your two business partners, <laughs> the two that didn't want to work with each other, but they both wanted to work with you having a brand. It's, it's withstanding. It's, it's going to, if it's a good brand, it's, it's going to weather the storm. So when Amazon shuts your account down, uh, if you have a good brand, you could sell it on different marketplaces and people are still going to exactly. know about it. You know, there's something about, and I, I think a lot of arbitrage people and probably wholesale people too. Yeah. The wholesale people, there's watch me, Amazon, there's Amazon, lit. you know, watch me, Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. There's watch me, Amazon, Amazon lit. And then 
there's all the retail arbitrage people that are documenting their journey. The whole Gary V thing where you just pull out your phone and you record mm. what you're doing and you develop a personal brand. It's because these are brandless categories or brandless hustles on Amazon wholesale. You don't really have a brand with uh, arbitrage. You don't have a brand. I've sold thousands of books on Amazon, zero brand. Nobody knows who I am on Amazon. Mm-hmm. People know about me because I posted on social media. And so all my customers on Amazon, they have zero brand. I, I don't have a customer list. I, I did landscaping for one year, cut grass. And I sold my customer list for $4,000. I sold an Excel list just for four grand. It was my first time ever selling a business. And I was just like, holy shit, someone just paid $4,000 for a list. <laughs> In this business... Amazon, we we have we have zero brand unless you unless you're private label, or right. even you in different countries, you have a little bit more leverage than we do. But I, I think that's why so many people are attracted to the social media side of things because you own that. Yeah, YouTube could, could shut me down tomorrow. I still got Instagram. Instagram could shut me shut me down. I still got Facebook, even though Instagram and Facebook are together. I need to get present on TikTok. It's kind of like the whole different marketplace thing. But there's there's something yeah. about brand that uh, I think people intuitively know that over the long run, it's it's the way to go. Yeah. No matter how it manifests itself. And, yeah, and the, and 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 like you mentioned, the personal brand it's it's very important. It's very everybody important. has a personal brand. Like even I don't know. Yeah. You, you seem like pretty active on social media, but. Like I was saying, like your personal brand, like with your business partners and, and anybody you do business with, you have a personal brand now with them. You have a reputation. Is this guy going to fuck me over? Is he not going to fuck me over? Mm. People remember that. Yeah. True. True. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Rick and Profit says, uh, What's up? What's good, good boys? Boy. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Rankin? This room right now. It was a while back. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. I would actually really enjoy talking to you more. I feel like I can learn so much. Just same. I feel like I, I learned like a little bit, and I'm asking all these questions for myself. Hopefully, my audience <laughs> found this interesting as well. Um, but where can they find you at? Uh, well, I'm on social media, and all of the social media. I know my name is spelled really hard. But it's I want to keep there. it this way. It's been there the whole time. It's been on, on the screen. You see it? So when you look me up, it's an Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I also do a, yeah, <laughs> I, I give classes um, on Wizard of Amazon on Saturdays in Spanish. Right now, we're not doing in person. We're doing on Zoom. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm there to to contribute to society, to everybody who want to sell on Amazon and, or even in Macau Libre on eBay, I always uh, try to help on any marketplaces or any knowledge that I know of any marketplaces. Um, so yeah, I'm always, I even very active on fiber and uh, Upwork. I basically, I have a, uh, the geeks there for to answer any questions and i'm doing again everything for free no no charge whatsoever it's my my way to contribute to to society and basically giving back all the 
good luck and and everything happens to me you know so yeah that'll be all <laughs> awesome, man I'll, I'll link your Thank stuff you. below too I'll, I'll uh sure i'll get your instagram in there and then the other groups you said if you have links to them um we'll, we'll get them all in there after this sure. but thank you Th thank you for having me yeah man uh let me let me get an outro real quick everyone hang tight let's see i don't i don't really have a cool outro i'm just gonna play the restricted inventory.com again peace out family Sells like the charge do, but selling's all about potential. If money speaks, then I'm the main act. 